Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. And I guess we should discuss Sundown. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what'd you think? Well, 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 well. You know, I went into this movie thinking I wasn't going to like it, but I did. Oh, um, yay! Yeah, I I really like the way it's shot. And Russ, I think I agree with you that it's a shaggy dog story. There was kind of this thread in there about he working for this family that owns a slaughterhouse and then the dead pig and all this other stuff. But they didn't really do anything Mm-mm. with that. It was just part of the story. Yeah. Like, there's no message in this movie. <laughs> this guy's so, a piece yeah. of shit, and that's the story. I mean, yeah, I guess. I I don't... I, I Even that is like, I'm not... Like, yeah, he was definitely uncaring toward his family when his when his parents died, but like... So the cell phone is its own character in this movie because it's his <laughs> only link back to his family. Um, and I don't I have no idea why his girlfriend likes him. I guess money, maybe. I don't really know. The vitamin like the D. Police. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't think so. I think, <laughs> I don't know. He's not laying the pipe properly? No, I just think maybe he's the only guy she ever met who wasn't like, you know, a total asshole. Like this guy's more just sort of a non-committal weirdo. So, you know, maybe maybe that's her thing. I don't know. I like that the police told him to remain silent. I was like, he's been doing that the whole time. Man. <laughs> oh, he's not suddenly going to talk. You shouldn't say anything. Yeah, and then, Thumbs up. And when they first talked about, you know, well, if they understood his condition, it, I think that my initial diagnosis was this he's on the spectrum right like there's something going on here but nope he has i don't know some kind of cancer they were pretty non-specific it's either skin or brain cancer well, it's definitely in his brain no oh, well, i right. mean they like he's seeing a, he, yeah. he's hallucinating a pig and falling down stairs and shit oh yeah i guess she didn't really react to it that makes sense and well but then so the question there is was he also hallucinating that guy getting shot in front of him well that's up for debate isn't it Right, because she didn't really react all to all of it. Like she looked in that direction, but she didn't. They, she did not react in such a way as to you know someone shot she got shot. But then, but then no, I guess it was in the paper. So I don't know. That's yeah. I think it was a Shaggy Dog story. It's like, hey, let me tell you about the story about this guy, and then you get done, and it's like, what was the point? It was like, well, I told you the story. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'd recommend it. This director is good, and I and he he made a story that would be boring from anyone else, pretty compelling. Yay! So, yeah. Another hit. All right. Yeah, totally. Well, today we have to issue a correction for untitled.txt because as I was listening studiously to the tape last week, I tried to separate it and I couldn't. You both answered Air Force One at exactly the same moment. Ah, So I have to give Fry an additional point. So that means that our score is Fry 48, James 44. Another close break. Still so, it close. We, we were tasked with finding animated documentaries this week. 
<laughs> I'm yes. not going to ask you trivia questions about animated documentaries because Jesus Christ, we've never had a negative score on this before, but we would damn sure try. <laughs> yeah, we, I think we both all appreciate that. Yeah, it's something we have a slight chance of knowing would be would be good. So I'm going to give you a choice. I can ask you a trivia question about documentaries, or I can ask you a trivia question about rockumentaries. And both of you will have the chance to answer, though. It's not going to be like a only you get the choice on this one, but you okay. can, you know, defeat one another by choosing something that the other person doesn't know. Okay. I have a question. Yo. When you say rockumentaries, does that include mockumentaries or only documentaries about real Documentaries bands? about rock bands. Real rock bands? Yes. Okay. So, no, this is Spinal Tap or Fear of a Black Hat or any of this Correct. Sort of stuff. Okay. All right. No, there are no mockumentaries. There are only okay. documentaries and rockumentaries. So, right. uh, we will start with James. Would you like a rockumentary or a documentary? A documentary, please. Identify the documentary from the tagline. In the harshest place on earth, love finds a way. Oh, uh, Happy Feet. No. Oh. Happy is, Feet is was that an a documentary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm thinking of the, the yeah, the, the Penguin one with Morgan Freeman narrating. Well, you, you're hitting the right beats. You know the name? <laughs> Happy March Feet of is the an animated. March of the Penguins. That's the one. Oh, Happy Feet was the, oh, the kids <laughs> thing. Oh, dang it. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Which was also directed by, lest we forget, George Miller, the same guy who did Mad Max. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Very similar films in a lot of ways. You just have to know what to look for. Fry, <laughs> would you like a documentary or a rockumentary? You know what? Let's try a rockumentary. I'm going to give you the title. You tell me the band. Oh, God. Gimme Shelter. Aerosmith. No. Oh. Uh, Rolling Stones. <laughs> that was the Rolling Stones. Oh, okay. James. Documentary, please. Documentary. The Sweatbox is a documentary by Trudy Styler documenting Sting's tumultuous collaboration with Disney Studios to create six songs for which animated film? The Lion King? No. Nope. Oh, no. That was Elton John. Yes, we can feel the love tonight, Elton. What did Sting do the music <laughs> for? With Disney, you said, right? Correct. This feels more like a rockumentary, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to guess. Pull Mars. the lever, crunk. Wrong lever! Oh, uh, Cusco. That, that's a character's uh, name. God damn it. I don't know what it was called, man. These are kids' <laughs> films. I don't watch these things. I, also, this feels more like a rockumentary. <laughs> I don't know the name I, of this one either. Oh, That no. would be the Emperor's... The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, you said it. Oh, I think we should give it to James on that one. He he knew it. Yeah, he he got Cusco. That's yeah. Well, yeah. I'll I'll yeah, I'll leave that one to you we'll guys because nice I feel like Russ had already started to say it. No, that that feels like like point worthy. Fry documentary okay. or rockumentary? Let's keep it going with a, a rockumentary. I'm going to give you the title. You give me the band. Let it be. Oh, oh the the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Okay. James, you know you can answer these too, right? I wanted to give you, like, first tips. <laughs> <laughs> you were sitting there like, oh, yeah, no, I, I know this answer. If only I could speak. Yeah. If only I could speak. <laughs> James, documentary or documentary? 
documentary. Documentary. I'm saying it real clear because you think you messed up. Yeah, I feel feel like last time maybe we got the wires crossed. (laughs) I give you the tagline. You give me the documentary. A global warning. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, God. It was that stupid Al Gore one, wasn't it? I don't know what it was called. I don't know. Global warming? Uh, (laughs) That would be pretty... Global warming, a global warning, right? That makes sense. There you go. Yeah, that would that would kick ass, right? Oh um, gosh, global warming. The global warning. Yeah, I mean it's it like works with the tagline. Wiggles made a documentary. It works with the tagline. Oh, shit, that's amazing. Big old colon uh, right in the middle of that. Oh, Earth in crisis or something no, like that. No, no, nothing doing on that one, Friday. I think it was uh, bowling for carbon dioxide. Ah, oh, nicely <laughs> done. The man, you were right, James. That was the man who invented the internet, Al Gore, and yeah. uh, he <laughs> brought us an inconvenient truth. Right. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fry, documentary or documentary? I want to take my chances with the documentary this time. I want to mix it up. I'm going to give you a tagline. You give me the documentary. All right. The temperature where freedom burns. Oh, Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> you can answer, James. <laughs> Fahrenheit 451 is not a documentary. No, no, that's why I stopped. Yeah. Oh um, gosh, does this have anything to do with jet fuel and/or's ability to melt yeah, steel beams? It, does. It, it, it has a lot yeah. to do with steel beams and jet fuel. I, I, I oh, think that God. one was just called the Jews in all caps, right? I think that was that one. That was that was the racist one, right? Oh no, I. I... <laughs> I shamefully think I knew the name of this at one point, but I'm pretty sure I, I've garbage collected. Oh, that. hold on. Oh, wait. Oh, I remember this one. It's uh, we don't normally do this, Fry, but let's collaborate. It's called. It's got truth in the title. I'm pretty sure. No, no Russ J- is saying, Russ no, is saying no there. Okay, I don't remember. I, I think it's uh, Ron Paul's Guide to Plants. <laughs> <laughs> Fahrenheit 9/11, my boys. Oh, that's oh, right. yeah. That's when I heard you said Fahrenheit, and I was like, "Oh, he's got it." And then the, no, the, I was thinking Fahrenheit 451, <laughs> just like Fry was, yep. because we're idiots. Well, James, documentary or rockumentary? A documentary, please. I, I'm like saving one for you. Like, there's one that I'm saving just for you. I just All right, want you I'm to sure there's like a Tom you... Waits rockumentary <laughs> that you know, like the back of your hand. I, I don't think he would do that, but all right, give me Rockumentary. I give you the title, you give me the band. Single okay. Video Theory. Oh, it sounds a little like Nirvana. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, is it Pearl Jam? It is Pearl Jam. Oh, there okay. you go. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. Fry, Documentary also, or Rockumentary? Also, Fry, you could have guessed. <laughs> I was trying to. I, I didn't get to Pearl Jam in time. <laughs> Rockumentary again, please. I give you the title, you give me the band. Gigantic, A Tale of Two Johns. Oh, this is, uh, they might be giants. That's the one. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That one must have been for Fry. I know he likes those guys. I do James. enjoy those fellas, and know they are both named John. I did not know that. Documentary or rockumentary, James? Documentary. How did the director... Of Hearts of Darkness, the documentary of the making 
of Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now get such unrivaled access to the footage? I'm going to assume it was it was Francis Ford Coppola. It was Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense because I cannot try and imagine trying to work with Francis Ford Coppola on a documentary about a movie he made. Like, I'd be he'd just fire you, right? Like, I think. Well, that brings us to our last question. He can fire you from any job. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter At if he time. owns the company. Yeah, he's yeah. he has a special clause. He can, he can Hollywood. fire James. He could fire you from this podcast, which bears. He your could. Name. Yeah, we have to be extremely have to careful. Be very careful. <laughs> Coppola just pops up in a new Discord window and is like, "Get the fuck out!" And then, <laughs> then you drop. Like you don't. You don't even disconnect. You. <laughs> no. Yeah. You, well, yeah. It's it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a SAG thing. He's got a special. Uh, he's got a special agreement with him. Yeah, that seems fair. That I mean, he he does best. Well, our last question to Fry, would you like a documentary or a rockumentary? You know, the category's been good to me. I'm going to go with rockumentary one last time. One more rockumentary. I give you the title. You give me the band. Some Kind of Monster. Oh, is that Lady Gaga? No. Monster Magnet. No. Oh. Yeah, no one would have made a a documentary about them. I don't think they were that pop. No. Hmm. Hey, Fry. Hey, what? Do you remember that Space Lord song from Monster Magnet? Space Lord, mother... And then on the radio, they would just go... Because they would see motherfucker. I do remember that, yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was a weird song, right? It was weirder with half of it bleeped out. (laughs) Mm, uh, I think the weird parts they left in, it was was pretty weird. There was like a giant space lady, and he was like drinking her breast milk. It was pretty weird. God, I mean, last time y'all listened to the radio... I, I haven't listened to the radio in a while, but I have listened to like some like 90s like retro stuff on YouTube. And man, some of it still holds up, but a lot of it is like, why did I listen to this? <laughs> I don't believe we actually have any radio stations in Dallas anymore. I, I haven't checked in a while, but I don't think they're here. I don't think my car has a radio. It just connects to my phone, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, uh, I just moved in next to a brewery, and uh, the beers are passable, but... One day I went in there and whatever Spotify thing they had playing on the speakers was set to like 80s classics. And oh, yeah. then I went in the next day and it was 90s classics. <laughs> I don't know what that says about the demographic they're catering to, but I think I'm it. Yeah, it's a real different vibe, isn't it? It's a real different mood going from the 80s to the 90s. Well, some Wait, kind of monster. You, Any takers? Uh, before you answer that, is this a band I've even heard of? Oh yeah, you you have definitely I've heard of them. Definitely heard of this. Let's okay. let's get the question one more time, and me and Fry will try to answer. Yes, it. some kind of monster. I have seen this band in concert. Oh shoot! No, that sounds really familiar. Some kind of monster. I, Lady Gaga was a good. It guess, is a good guess. That, yeah, yeah. And I felt like Marilyn Manson kind of fit the idea too. Yep. That's uh, not the vibe. But is, am I on the right track with the vibe or, or no? Not no, really. Okay. I mean, you're a little bit closer with Marilyn Manson, but not really. Oh, Rob Zombie. Nope. Oh, oh okay. wow. Well, then I give up. Uh, <laughs> Metallica. No. Me- of course it's Metallica. Uh, okay. They don't really give off a monster vibe. They give off a, this is a carefully curated like metal band that... We want, still want to appeal to everyone, but we're going to be a little bit yeah, edgy. I, I think we're all of the age where the thing we know Metallica best for is lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I remember. Well done, boys. That went very well. That was four to Fry and three to James. 
A, not too bad. So that becomes Fry, 52, and James, 47. Well, 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 gentlemen, what do we have today? I don't know if Fry had nearly as... You couldn't have had as much fun with this one as I freaking did. <laughs> How did we... When when it came up, animated documentaries last week, I was like, oh, fucking cat's out of the bag. Like, the, because there's a lot of animated documentaries, and none of them spring to mind when anyone is thinking about documentaries. But it's like, you, I mean, you, you have really great ones like Waltz with Bashir and stuff like that. And, um, and then in the process of this, I, I ran across a whole heap load more, but by God, did we put it out of the park. And if anyone has a single negative thing to say about this movie, you can go get fucked. This is <laughs> 2016, and this is nuts. <laughs> oh okay. my God, nuts. <laughs> take it away, Fry. <laughs> Sorry, you when, know what? Once I, you're done laughing, I will take it away. <laughs> But I'm just kind of thinking about the things I'm about to have to say out loud into a microphone. Do, and, do the and job. It, it is giving me a little bit of pause. Do All the right. job or Coppola will fire you. It, you. You know what? That's always a risk and that's a fair point. So I'm going to do my job, Mr. Coppola. <laughs> so, nuts. I think it has kind of a timely message for us, despite it detailing <laughs> the life of a man from uh, the late 1800s, early 1900s. Okay. This covers John Brinkley, who became famous for a procedure he created to help cure male impotence and a variety of other issues Wait a with minute. the implantation of guy? goat testicles. Yes! Oh, yes! This guy was a monster. Oh, he would just... You got a problem? He can slap some goat testicles into you. <laughs> <laughs> And you'll be right as rain. Or you'll die. <laughs> so I've never, obviously I've never seen this documentary. And the fact that it's animated, like, I'm not going to hold back. Like, yeah. I'm already on board. Like, we're just talking. <laughs> we're, just fun. Yeah. We're, we're good. So one of the, do you mind, like, I definitely want to give you a chance to, like, tell me all the fun things. But I've always had a question about this guy that I'm curious about. Yeah. And, and that question is, why goats? Like, could have been sheep, could have been anything, right? Well, why goats? The documentary gives an almost certainly fictional account of how this begins. When <laughs> uh, one day he is innocently working at his his drugstore slash soda fountain, innocently, yes, and a gentleman comes in who would ultimately be his first patient, suffering oh, no. from from male impotence, and he sees some yes. goats fucking out the window, and boy, they're just going at it. I mean, there's no hesitancy there, and he's like, "Hey, doc." <laughs> How about you give me some of them goat testicles? They can't be worse than the testicles I got. <laughs> and according to the, to the documentary, this thus the empire begins. <laughs> Fry, the, do you know what's really funny? The true story is basically that. What? Really? That's amazing. Like, it, it was essentially a guy who came in, saw goats fucking in his yard. You know, he just had goats. And it's like, man, I could do well with some of them testicles. And away you go. You know? I just, I, I just. Boy, this is a weird country, isn't it? Sometimes opportunity <laughs> just walks right up to your door. Well, because well, you, you read through American history and it's like constant whiplash, right? And I'm sure this is the true to other, for other countries to a degree. But like, you know, you have all these puritanical, you know, all this stuff. And then you have... 
all these rules and things about, you know, being clean and not being gross. And then you just have a random dude who's like, I get some goat testicles, I guess. Well, the, I mean, the surgery like. was done cleanly. I mean, it's not like he just, you know. I seriously doubt that. <laughs> Betadine was involved. Yeah, I what mean, year, I'm sure. What the, year was this? What year was this? Most of the early 1900s. Yeah, it was. Okay, so like 1910 Most. His practice started in 1918, and then the goat testicle surgery followed shortly thereafter. So primarily the okay. 20s, mostly the 20s. 1920s and forward. Okay, all right, yeah. thank you. Anyway, Fry, please continue. Tell us your favorite things. So I <laughs> I do like, like, this is described as a, like, partially animated documentary. Uh, yeah. We have, you know, we have some interviews with people who've studied the man and his life mixed throughout there. So those aren't animated, but we see a lot of his life animated out in this this really kind of cute style that just really adds to the old timiness of everything you're experiencing <laughs> and does help you separate a little bit in your mind that these are real people who are about to get goat testicles implanted into them. <laughs> Which, like, I I'm, think if you saw these more... Are all, these are all voluntary. I mean, not for the goat, obviously, but these are all vo- voluntary procedures. I mean, right? yes, they are. I mean... They're choosing to do this in as much as someone who's been lied to by a, yeah, a yeah. fraudster can choose to do something. And so here's one thing that really interested me about this. I kept having flashbacks to a movie we reviewed ages ago about the, the cult leader. And it really struck me how much this fraud was run in the same way as a cult was. Only he didn't want people to devote their lives, just all of their money. You, right, yeah. And, and, was, and it really saves on, like, compound upkeep if they just send you the money and not themselves. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he, he was doing the same kind of things. He's like, hey, you know, all, all by the end, his his rhetoric was like, I am basically Christ himself come to give you this, uh, oh, this treatment. Fry, how did he broadcast this message? Oh, that's a great question. So first... He broadcast it by building one of the world's most powerful radio stations in the middle of Kansas. <laughs> and uh, it, that was KFKB, okay. Kansas folk know better. <laughs> okay, wow. That's, that's a lot. And from there, not he, could yet reach, it's not. he could reach, you know, dozens of states. He could, uh, he, he played, he popularized country or as they called it at the time, hillbilly music. <laughs> uh, and so he had his his country music playing. He would get people to tune in, and then he's got his his infomercials mixed in about all the right. things and the then goat he would testicles advertise through. for the goats. God, this is so... so. Here's the thing: Kansas, undecidedly in the United States, or undoubtedly yeah. in the United States. You yes. you you can't really make any claims otherwise. It's kind of right in the middle, if right? You think about right it. there in the middle, <laughs> and so the. The agency that would eventually become the FCC has some authority here. And they're like, hey, you, you, you can't just do this, man. You can't, you can't just say whatever you want on the radio. I, this is I can't imagine the just exasperated feeling of the person in Washington whose job it becomes to deal with the guy who's putting goat nuts into people. <laughs> and And he's got to be furious that it's not like... The FDA or any like drug, you know, regulating thing. It's because he's talking about it on the radio. Like that's that's the thing right. we have a problem with. 
You want to well, put so I goat nuts in people? Fine. Just don't talk about it on the radio. Do they, do they do they tell you like do you get a sense of like I don't know how powerful the FCC was at this point in in their history not particularly okay because these days they they will they'll get you if you sneeze wrong well well, well they yeah. definitely shut him down but what do you do next Fry well they they did oh. they were eventually able to shut him down uh, it took took a fair bit of maneuvering I would imagine they had to pass a couple of laws or amendments or something yeah to get... <laughs> so. So he thought about it for one second, and you know, I'm, <laughs> and he he decided he liked continuing to get money, and yeah. so he took the money he had, and he absconded to Mexico, okay. right across the border from Del Rio, Texas, like mm-hmm. like a hundred feet from the border, <laughs> <laughs> and he built the new oh the goat nuts on this guy. And he built Badoosh. the new world's most powerful radio, <laughs> which was able to so, reach most of the United States. <laughs> How much fucking money did this? Quite guy a lot. Have? Well, jeez. When you're doing goat nut transplants, the nice thing is goats are everywhere, so your your source material is basically free. It, th- that's very true. It's just something we often say here in the states: is goats are everywhere. Yeah. Adjusted for inflation, he charged ten thousand dollars per surgery. Oh my god! Wait, is that per nut, or do you get two? Or well, you, so so it was glands, so per gland. Oh, so you could you could pay up to twenty. Uh, or well, you could pay up to really, you could pay really, as much as you how yeah. many glands some, do you want? Yeah, they do demonstrate that it's, for some people he would put the glands in other places too to cure other ailments. Oh no! <laughs> so he's just putting goat nuts in wherever he can find a cavity. <laughs> this is I. This is a lot closer to body modification than it is to surgery. I mean, it is a surgery of a sort, but this obviously we know medically this is not doing anything but making people sick, probably. But this is closer to body modification. Like, I want a huge nut sack. Like, here you go. Just add three or four in there. Why not? <laughs> well, do, do we need... I don't even know how big goat testicles are, but, like, if they're very large, you might not need three or four. Well, I'll, I'll, as soon as one comes by, I'll grab one of the many goats that are constantly walking around. No, I, no, Fry, just Google it. Just Google how big is a goat testicle real quick. I can't. Right. Have, having eaten goat testicles, they're large. Okay, that's oh, what okay. I thought, yeah. But I also did not want to Google it. <laughs> Rocky Mountain oysters, my boys. Well, I've had bull testicles, so obviously they're huge. Because, but bulls weigh like you know a ton or whatever. So, I feel like I want to tell you everything about this, and it sounds like you're already interested in in it. But I think it's going to make for good. Like yeah. finding out the facts is not what this movie is about. <laughs> like you could just check out Wikipedia and find out all the facts about this guy. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 presenting them in an entertaining way. I, I think we were all like kind of aware of this guy, yeah. but the details, like I'm already just oh, it's so, so bizarre. Like the radio station thing is like what if you fictionalized this? If you just did a yeah. biopic of this guy. There is no suspension of disbelief too great. It, like, right. like yeah. th- this guy's life story reads like a fucking Mad Libs. Like, and then he built a radio station to sell goat testicle treatments. Like, it's it's <laughs> wild. And then, what did he do for his encore fry? Well, so he he's moved to to Del Rio, Texas by now. His house is right across the border from his radio station, and in fact, he has a line installed so that from his house. He can send out his 
weekly fireside addresses and just have them broadcast directly. So the real technical limits of, hey, we're not in the U.S. since he's actually... Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he's playing real fast and loose with international law here. Well, and so they... They put a stop to that. They said they passed a law that said, "Hey, you can't, you can't do that, John." I mean, the law was not written to John specifically, but as far as I know, he was the only one violating this particular. <laughs> Dear law. John, you're fucking up our radio. <laughs> no, I, so wait, wait a second. Was this guy instrumental in forming our modern FCC? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously not intentionally, but yeah. like. <laughs> That's the big story here. Like the goat testicle thing, once people started getting sick and the goat testicles started rotting inside of them, which is what I presumed happened. He invented the modern infomercial. Yeah. He, well, well, yeah, he, he did that too. <laughs> so, so finally, they keep going back and forth. He's like, oh, well, if I can't have a line, I'll just record them in my house and we'll carry the recordings over to the right. Like, <laughs> it just oh. increasingly stupid things. And and meanwhile, there's this guy at the soon-to-be FCC who's just writing articles about what a fucking quack this guy is nonstop. (laughs) Like, just will not stop publishing things. He is like the chief crusader against this guy in particular. And quacks in general, but really, like, this is the king of the quacks. So, of course, you're going to go after him. To me, this... This character is the hero of the story. Yeah, I, I think Fry is referring to Morris Fishbein. Yes, is, yes, ah, Morris Fishbein. One of my favorite people in the whole world, because in the 30s, he wrote a book called Fads and Quackery in Healing. And well before the time, he debunked homeopathy, osteopathy, chiropractic, Christian science, radionics, and every other fucking flash-in-the-pan thing that people still worship today. Yeah, it is so weird that the chiro- chiropractic is still around and fairly big because I it, it's not it's not like safe. No, really, like you you don't want people doing that to your spine and stuff. <laughs> this this I I'm fascinated by this. I love this like old timey well, well, which as Russ pointed out, is not so old. Well, well Fr- Fry's leaving out the bit where he ran for governor. Oh yeah, you know I <laughs> I did skip over of that small he thing. Did. Of course he did. He had a platform. Of course. Oh, so God, so he guy. runs for governor, and he he runs quote unquote too late to get on the ballot. So he <laughs> he puts out like the largest write in candidate campaign that's ever been done. And the, here the documentary makes some interesting points here. I have not gone back to see how well backed up these are, but mm. they make a couple of of interesting claims here. First is that the election commission in that state passed a ruling that said anyone writing for, voting for a write-in candidate has to get the spelling of and everything of the name exactly right down to the, the periods by the initials, or it doesn't count, which is not really how votes are supposed to be counted. Yeah, no. It, it, was, it was absolutely a crooked election. Yeah. yeah, that feels a little... Yeah. And, and then secondly, the claim is that had this not been the case... John Brinkley would have been governor of Kansas. <laughs> so many people wrote in things for him, but you know, some of them wrote in things like the goat doctor, <laughs> which, which is clear, but not his name. I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like the goat doctor is, I understand at the time in the context, it was clear. I wouldn't legally accept that. I would accept John Brinkley, even if it was spelled wrong, but I, the goat doctors, you could be referring to someone else and you can't ask everybody. 
I mean, I don't think there were any other candidates for governor who had a history of being Dr. Jones <laughs> at the time. Or Dr. Well, he wasn't Zanuska's. a candidate. Well, no, the, the problem is, though, he's not a candidate. It's a write-in. Thing, if you right? listen to the radio, he's a candidate. If you listen to the radio, he's the only good candidate. I don't know. This one I feel is tricky, right? Because then you get into, like, what's voter suppression versus how do we make sure it's accurate, right? Yeah, you know what? I, I'll give you the goat doctor is probably not a valid yeah. one. But, but if they spelled the, John Brinkley wrong, that's a different. That's different, right? Yeah, the, the dozens that, of ways yeah. you could misspell this guy's name uh, yeah, shouldn't yeah. be. J-O-N versus J-O-H-N. You know, all the various different spellings there are. And not to mention his last name, which I'm sure could be spelled. Anyway, this is yeah. a boring side topic. But yeah, no, but, but, I love, but I love this nerd out stuff. Like, this is so... Quackery has always been interesting to me. And I think all of us probably to a certain degree. A documentary well, uh, about America's best quack. Like, uh, yeah. Assume. I got to finish this by telling you about his undoing. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think this is one of, one of the most fascinating parts. Like, he, the things he was doing to work around the laws that were being passed were working. He had mm-hmm. his clinic in Mexico, so very few of the laws in the U.S. could touch him. Uh, mm-hmm. He, I, I'm sure, spread the money around Mexico to make sure that laws in Mexico were not going to be a problem. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds like the, the right people got the right amounts of so, money. Yeah. So what... What eventually could bring him down? Well, it was this Fishbine fellow. And he kept writing so many articles and just calling this guy out everywhere. And so what happens? John sues him for libel. And that... Uh-oh. Here's the thing. Once you bring a court into the into the proceedings, all manner <laughs> of things can happen after that. If he'd just, not, if he'd just ignored him, he would have yeah. kept putting goat testicles into people probably all the way to the 80s. One of the great things about people like him, though, is they always seem to have a very sensitive ego. Yeah. And so when someone criticizes their work, in this case, it sounds like very legitimately. Like he wasn't—he wasn't just like calling the guy names. He was—he was calling. Oh yeah, the guy no, on he the was medicine, piece by science, piece destroying right? him. And so this court yeah. becomes an opportunity for that to happen because yes. John had initially his plan. Anytime things came up was. Uh, Hey, I'm going to bring in all the people who've been helped by my treatment, who love it and are really happy with what I've done, and just have a parade of people come by who are better off because of it and say, well, hey, that's evidence. You can't can't fault me for healing these people. Basically, <laughs> Jesus Christ here is what I am. <laughs> that's and, not how science works at all. And so, like, the first day of the trial, the judge is like, yeah, sorry, your patients aren't medical experts, so I'm not going to let them testify. That's uh, exactly right. And he didn't have any medical experts who could testify on his behalf. Meanwhile, Fishbein brings up an expert in every single field that Brinkley has ever claimed his medication helps with. And they went through every public claim he'd made and just destroyed them. And finally reaching the end where he was, he was selling his new like formula 1080 or whatever he was calling it. Uh, as which was supposed to be a surgery-free replacement for goat gland implantation. Oh, it's just ground-up goat testicles in water. Or no, something. Okay. no, it's no, it, what? you got the water right, and the other ingredient <laughs> was blue food dye. <laughs> and then, oh, fuck this guy with an iron rod! This guy sucks. The best part is that we find out that earlier. He had gotten in trouble earlier in his life before all the goat testicle stuff for selling food, you know, dyed water as medicine. And, he, <laughs> and he's just gotten back to the same old shtick. 
Oh, okay. So, so he was basically. I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume for the purposes of comedy from birth, just a snake oil. Just a yes. fighter. Yeah. It, you know, I don't know why, and this is, this is, I suppose, rep, a defect in at the very least my brain, but I think a lot of people's brains, where you hear about someone like this and you think, as sort of a, a random average Joe. There must have been something in his life to, to to lead him down this path. Like maybe he really believed it. But now I know for a fact that he was just a huckster basically from birth. Like whatever happened between birth and the time he set off on his own, he, he was a huckster by the time he left. I think he and really he liked, never stopped. He really liked the idea that he could make the right mouth noises to cause people to give him money. <laughs> yes, yes. I think you're absolutely right. Wow, that's amazing. So before we move it on, Fry, is there anything you'd like to uh, say about the man or the, the documentary? I, the documentary definitely has, you know, a lot to still say about people buying into quack medicine today. Good. And I long for the day when documentaries like this will be idle, hilarious historical footnotes and in no way relevant to how medicine Instead of extremely relevant and very important for people to need to watch. Yes, I I agree. And don't drink bleach. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Uh, that is is a little bit of where that saying comes from. Russ, would you philosophize us or whatever? Well, good news. I'm not tackling quackery. I am tackling fame versus infamy. (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) Yes. As author of uh, Aragon, Christopher Paolini reminds us, fame or infamy, either one is preferable to being forgotten when you have passed from this realm. And so the definitions I'm using, by and large, fame usually refers to good works, while infamy refers to bad works. The trouble is... These days, it's more of a the only bad publicity is no publicity kind of approach because, you know, Donald Trump is famous, Kanye is famous. And so functionally, they're the same. And the trouble is that infamy is usually longer lasting because like for every Malala and Mr. Rogers and Nelson Mandela, you have a Jeffrey Dahmer and Idi Amin or a Heinrich Himmler. And even the internet's favorite ancient copper dealer is immortal because he was infamous even in his time. And of course, I'm talking about Ian Nasir for those of you who don't know, was uh, lived around 1750 B.C. Uh, he was a copper dealer known for selling shoddy copper, amongst shoddy other things, in ancient <laughs> Mesopotamia. And we know all of this about him because he saved every complaint he was ever given in a room of his house. These complaints were carved in stone. <laughs> This guy sounds like a real piece of shit. How pissed off do you have to be? This isn't sending an email when you're pissed off about a transaction. Yeah. They carved these complaints into stone and he kept them. I'm oh, I, so I would I would imagine it actually cost a decent amount of money and or time to make to create the carving. Yeah, like, definitely a fair amount of time. Like this this is a fairly ornate carving to create. We'll, we'll also we'll also think about it. Not everyone was a carver. You had to like know someone who could do it or pay for it, right? Like I I bet not everybody knew how to do you it. You had to be literate. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the yeah, that's the first thing. Oh my god. He sounds like a real piece of shit. <laughs> no, this guy was great. I have seen this tablet. It's in the British Museum right now. Um and <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, they, of course where'd they it get is. it from? Oh, what well, they sell? Yeah, them. where did they get? 
Imagine you're remembered for being shady at your job, but it can just as God. easily go the other way. And you might know of Thomas Midgley Jr., who was an engineer who invented leaded gasoline to prevent yes. knocking in internal combustion engines. And for his sophomore album, in trying to invent a better, more effective refrigerant, he would invent chlorofluorocarbons. That's yep, right. Yep. In trying to do good, Thomas Midgley single-handedly destroyed the ozone layer. He he meant well. He he didn't. <laughs> he, I mean, did he did he mean well? Like, there's there's some evidence that he knew that like putting lead into gasoline was yes. not bet was not a great thing for everyone. Oh, that's that that's a good point. We have known lead is poisonous for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and he was like, well, this makes the engine sound quieter, so we're good. He had a yeah, he himself fair. had a shtick where he would like breathe it in and like wipe his hands with it and that kind of thing until he got tremendously sick. And then <laughs> shocking, <laughs> shocking outcome. Until his whole brain fell out of his nose. So, but the trouble here is even intent isn't going to get you anywhere good. And the thing right. is that both fame and infamy require a public gaze. Like, if you're just doing good works for yourself, that's probably preferable because the public is not going to see you in the same way that you see yourself. And yeah, it's not yeah. you that's going to decide your legacy. It's up to everyone else. That's worrisome. Like, the only thing you're sort of in control of are moment-to-moment -moment actions, but you have no idea where those are going to lead because one minute you're trying to make free energy for the world and the next you've invented the terror nexus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I always imagine that's how like you know how they always like in Doom like when they when they're inventing teleportation they're like it's gonna revolutionize everything and then, <laughs> they're I, doing oh, good it, work it, oh god it we does went to go, hell it does go through the Christian hell though that <laughs> is a problem. I mean it's gonna remake the world of logistics from the bottom up. like it's really just gonna change everything yes you you go through hell for some time. But, and also, some of the demons did escape, and they're very hungry for human flesh. But we were trying to improve the speed of delivery of goods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I never imagined Doom 2016 would be a better commentary on this oh, kind of so thing. Good. There's just that one line in the very beginning when that when that doctor guy is contacting him. He's like, we were trying to do this for the benefit of humanity. And the guy just looks down, and there's a dead body in the elevator, and he smashes the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, most people would say they'd rather be famous, but likely you won't have the pleasure of a choice. So you just get out there and you start your new fake-ass science or religion or whatever it is you're going to do. <laughs> Guy Bennett writes, paraphrasing Milton, Fame or infamy, what does it matter? I shan't be forgotten. The only difference is perspective. So I have to close with a little story about a baseball and football player named Pepper Rogers. And this story goes, and again, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. The story goes that he came up to bat one day and the opposing catcher was giving him crap. Oh, here comes big old Pepper. They say you got a big mouth. They say you think you're hot shit. Is that right, said Pepper. You know what they say about you? No, said the catcher. What do they say about me? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Very good line. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that even if you were trying to do good, if you say one wrong thing in a public forum or you say it in a weird way and people misinterpret it, you're a bad guy forever. And then you could be the worst talkster in the world. But if you've got that gift to gab, who knows you know what's how, really, how long What's really it. interesting is that, like, yeah, if you say the wrong thing in a public forum, you're I, I don't much mean of your... To, I, want, I, want to, I want to be super clear about that real quick. 
Yeah, go ahead. I don't. I don't mean screaming the n word. <laughs> right. Okay? Right. I'm yes. talking about. I'm talking about misphrasing something, or there's a translation issue, or you know, or something like, or or you have context that other people don't, and the way and the way they take it is wrong. Right. There's right. a difference between saying something awful and saying something that was misinterpreted. Right. I'm right, not right. trying to give people a path back from. You know what I mean? Okay. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. No. Go, we, go I ahead. understand. Uh, <laughs> okay, I just think Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do think actual misunderstandings are much easier cleared up than. Yes, than I agree. What Russ said. Uh, I cannot condone <laughs> yeah. Russ's words. Uh, but but what I find fascinating is though that danger exists, it's just something in human nature for scores of people to rush towards that microphone as quickly as they can. Anyway, I mean, here we're yeah we don't need to record these things. We are no, we the way you phrase it, technically taking a risk every time we do this. Although our good mm-hmm. our good editor Russ will save us if anything goes wrong. Well, we've we've all said some dumb shit that I'm sure we regret, but it's I fine. I don't believe I've ever said anything dumb. And Russ, if I have, could you edit those out of the edit recordings and re-upload them? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess I do think it's interesting how, uh, despite everyone knowing that that's a risk of grabbing the public microphone, mm-hmm. they're still just scores of people running towards that as fast as they can pushing to get to say something next into it that's true well i think it's a it's a a lot of us see it as like a way to achieve some kind of meaning even if no one's listening right yeah yeah i i I personally see this podcast as just our archives for our personal it's it's just a hobby it's it's archives yeah it's it's fun yeah i can go back and listen to my friends talking (laughs) i i see this as the the empire that will eventually revolutionize uh podcasting you are wrong to think that, but I admire your uh, ambition. I don't know. Seems Fry, is this Fry? Is this right before the reveal that you've turned evil or something? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I revealed that in the first episode. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Well, we had to watch that stupid Jurassic World movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh that my god, I I watched the most recent one of those. Why? Uh, Why we have to do that. We have to do oh, that for this man. show. I cannot wait to tell you about this movie. Well, okay. I mean, technically, uh, our first one was the Transporter Reloaded. Oh, that's well, true. true. But that was like a that, that was like a classic. Well, that yeah, that one was also pretty. Okay, so here's here's the deal, Russ. Here's what I think. So usually when we pick. When we pick like a category, usually you have something. And you're like, oh, 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 we got, I got something. We got to do this. Now it sounds like Fry really has a Jurassic Park movie that he wants yeah. to talk about. Are you good with that? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, are you watching All this right. movie? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, this is you could not have found something more up my alley. It really did like have. A, a scientific yeah. research paper about like what this crap that James likes. No, yeah, you got it. Nailed. Of course I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to love it. I don't even, like, I'll I'll let you know for sure. But, like, yeah. No, this I, is, this I, is I bet awesome. most of your notes are just going to be about the guy. And I think that's going oh, yeah, yeah. to be it's so not much gonna fun. Be a, it's not going to be about the way it's presented. It's going to be, like, if I have a question, I'll go look up something about him if they miss or if it was a little bit vague or whatever. It's not going to be about the movie. I know I'm going to like it. It's fine. But, hey, like, one thing for you to know that I didn't know about till today, so I didn't have any yeah. time to go through this. The creators of the documentary also felt like they they wanted to say something about the conventions of documentary itself. And so they put up an online set of 300 different footnotes on the movie so that people can see where they've made changes, where they've invented something to make the documentary flow better. 
Like they, they've got this whole, whole long database that you can look at along with the movie to kind of judge that. And I didn't, I haven't looked is, at this yet. So I just found that out That is this really existed. cool. I mean, it's not, it's nerdy as shit, but I love it because that is another interest of mine is the problem with document. Like I love documentaries, but as we all know, the problem with documentaries is they always got an angle. Yeah. And I like the fact that they put their sources out there. That's super cool. So which one is Whoa. this? Is this Dominion that we're watching? I believe this is Dominion. Okay. Jurassic World, colon, another one. Another one. Yeah, Jurassic World <laughs> Dominion. Oh, we're going to have a time. <sighs> you know you got all your work ahead of you, right? You know, I've had I've had success the last two weeks. I I know I'm coming in with a hard one for this, but I just want you to give this an open mind. Just consider, yeah. but what if I watched a movie with dinosaurs in it? Hey, Russ, what's that? Uh, is it Ganbare? How do you say do your best? Well, you or... said it. Ganbare, okay. Ganbare. Okay, do your best, Fry. <laughs> Work really hard. I will do my best. Um, mata, mata, not enough. Keep going. All that kind of stuff. Well, boys, what are we watching? I know it's around Thanksgiving time, but well, uh, I I haven't been watching this, but I've been listening to it on audiobook. Mistborn Book Four: The Lost Metal has come out. <laughs> and We're back to Brando Sandow. Look, huh? it is it is fantastic. <laughs> if you haven't yet read all of the Brandon Sanderson books, you oh, should God. because now there's, there's another too, one. There's and, too, it's too many words, Fry. I can't. I just, well, <laughs> I've found that you can listen to other people speak the words, <laughs> and it's so much easier. Oh God, I, and, I liked the first book, but I the halfway through the second one, yeah, it wasn't for me. But he's a good he's a good author though. He's good author. it's halfway through the second Stormlight Archive book. Yeah, he's he's yeah, doing Words of Radiance. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, Mistborn is a very different universe uh, with very different people in it. Well, it's it's not that different of a universe. Well, it's just okay. a couple of planets over. <laughs> Mistborn is a very different planet. Uh, with very different things. Going I'm aware on. that the realities are connected, and and they have different and they have different magic rules, but the but that it's like kind of the same universe. I'm aware. In in this book, we see a lot of offworlders showing up on on the planet the book is taking place on, and it is it is really interesting to get to meet characters from all over this universe who have come here to be involved. Cool beans. Russ, what are you watching or listening to? Well, I watched a uh, French movie called Evolution, uh, which was billed as Lovecraftian, and it kind of is, but only in that you don't get a chance to grasp the true extent of the horror. I'd recommend it. It's uh, okay, not a long watch, but it's an interesting take. And I'm listening to, taking a page out of Fry, when you listen to something that was popular five years ago, and, <laughs> you know, uh, I started listening to the podcast I Am In Askew, which is... Never heard I it. Am, can you say that again? I Am In Askew. And Askew refers to a fictional town. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, like an SKU, like a, a barcode. It's, it's, it's spelled E S K E W, and ah. it's sort of like Welcome to Night Vale if it were actually scary. Okay, yeah. all right. I am listening to a podcast which is called The Old Gods of Appalachia. It's one of the Rusty Quill series. So they oh, did, for example, this is Rusty Quill too. Oh, awesome! God, they're so good. I love Birds. their stuff. Yeah, well, Rusty Quill is like is like horror is like horror fiction that is has some genuinely 
scary elements to it. Like, but it's not like you know, startle you scary. It's like <laughs> pretty pretty creepy. So good okay. stuff. I, I enjoy it. So yeah, I guess what we're saying is check out these other podcasts and audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, if you why, why are you listening to this? <laughs> if you have time to listen to this podcast. Then you, then you, you have, have time, time to, to listen, listen to these audiobooks. <laughs> Better podcasts. Other podcasts. <laughs> to, to quality entertainment. <laughs> I, I mean, we appreciate that you're listening to this. I mean, oh, good on sure. you. Yeah, please, yeah, please keep doing it. Like and subscribe. But, follow the socials <laughs> and all of that stuff. But, but not at the expense of listening to good stuff. <laughs> or just listen to us and we'll occasionally tell you if there's good stuff out there. Let us filter the world of content for you. Well, well, now hold on. Let's let's not get. Crazy. We are your curators. No, no, no we're not. I and, mean, given uh, anyone, given how you know small our leader, our, re- our listenership is at the moment, we really mm-hmm. are your personal curators. If you're listening to this right now, <laughs> no, no, we're not. Never let anyone tell you what to listen to or watch. Let um, us tell you all of those things. And starting, hey with, James, watch this. Well, yeah, uh, fair enough. But yeah. I agreed to do it. It's, it's the, fine. It, it, there's a, there was a whole... We, we signed many, many documents, so... This actually does seem like a, a fun idea, though. Have We cons- We mm. should put up a, a mailbox for people to mail in uh, movie ideas for us. We have we one. Have. Hey, does James, watch this at Gmail. Yeah, oh, hey, James, watch this we should at pull, we, should add, we should add that to our plugs at the end of the, the podcast. It's in every show idea. note. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, but who reads the say, show notes? How much, nobody we should reads say it the out show loud. Notes, right? God so, damn it, I spend I mean, so much time on those. Russ, Russ, don't get me wrong. I read the show notes every time, and they're always <laughs> Oh, what I meant to say and, is the show notes yeah. are great, and I do read them every time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you're both right. Like, Russ's show notes are clever and fun to read, and they have our credits and things in there. But a lot of people don't read them. So, Fry, you're also right. So, we do have an email. Yeah. Please don't send us, you know thousands of spam emails because we don't have the capacity to handle it but uh yeah if you have our, a movie idea, our it team will get right on that and we will yeah. hack you back just like in the matrix yeah yeah if you if you have a recommendation let us know yeah. we'll see what we can do yeah if you have a movie yeah. recommendation send it to hey james watch this at gmail.com and we'll either watch it or we won't i mean that's really the only yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah absolutely okay well great I think that's it. And now we've already got a movie we're going to watch. We don't need to spin the wheel. I'm going to watch this wonderful documentary and have a great time. Uh, okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Adrian's Watch This. Have a great day. And don't drink bleach. Or implant goat testicles. Okay.